WNYC Studios is supported by Zuckerman Spader. Through nearly five decades of taking on high-stakes legal matters, Zuckerman Spader is recognized nationally as a premier litigation and investigations firm. Their lawyers routinely represent individuals, organizations, and law firms in business disputes, government, and internal investigations, and at trial. When the lawyer you choose matters most. Online at Zuckerman.com. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Uh, wait, you're listening. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. <coughs> you're listening, listening to Radio Lab. Radio Lab. Shorts. <laughs> From WNYC. See? Yes. And NPR. Number twelve. Proof. Okay, so I read an article in the New Scientist by author Mary Roach, and uh, it starts like this. What happens after you die? I can name you 47 men who've tried to harness the rational horsepower of science to answer this most floaty question. Some were physicians, some physicists, some psychologists. Two were Nobel Prize winners. Of them, only one to date has landed irrefutable proof. Man's name was Thomas Lynn Bradford. Yes. And that is Mary Roach. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, Jed? I'm good. Mary is the author of several books with wonderfully succinct titles. Spook, Stiff, Bonk. Those are three different books. The one we're talking about today is Spook. The subtitle is Science Tackles the Afterlife. Which brings us to Mr. Bradford. Thomas Lynn Bradford was a spiritualist who lived in the early part of the 1900s. A spiritualist, is that the... Spiritualism was was a religion very popular around the turn of the last century that was predicated on this notion that there is no death, that when you die, you just go on to Summerland. Summerland. A beautiful place beyond. The thing is, spiritualists like Thomas Lynn Bradford, actually especially Thomas Lynn Bradford, they didn't just have faith that Summerland was out there after death. They wanted proof. Physical evidence that there is... A beyond. So here's what happened. One day... When was this, by the way? This was 1921. One day in 1921, Thomas Lynn Bradford put out an ad. Yes, he put an ad in a Detroit newspaper. Which basically said, I would like to prove the existence of the afterlife. Anyone out there that can help? I'm looking for other like-minded people to think about this. And... This one woman contacted him. Really? A Ruth Moran. Who was apparently a a psychic. And the two of them sat down and they devised what they thought was an ironclad plan. One person dies, crosses over to the afterlife. And then from the beyond, that person would yell back. Hey, it worked. I'm here. There's an afterlife. Meanwhile, the person who didn't die would be sitting in a room somewhere, psychically listening. to see if they could hear something. Because if they could, then we'd have our proof. Huh. In fact, he, he uh, I think it was that, that evening, Thomas Lynn Bradford, in his rented room, he turned on the, the gas with the pilot off and uh, asphyxiated himself. The New York Times reported this whole thing. Detroit, February 6th. Thomas Lynn Bradford committed suicide last night. 
His body was found in his room at 2500 Howard Street with the gas turned on. The landlord in his building found him the next day. Nearby were found several typewritten pages on Can the Dead Communicate with the Living? Somewhere in Detroit is believed to be a girl who is waiting for him to answer this question. The girl, of course, was Ruth Moran, the psychic. And there she was, across town in her own small apartment with the lights off, as I imagine it, just waiting. Listening. But she didn't hear anything from Thomas Lynn Bradford. Detroit, February 7. Though more than 40 hours have elapsed, no message has come back from the spirit world to Mrs. Ruth Doran. There was a follow-up story the next day. The headline said, Dead Dead Spiritualist Silent. Silent. It was almost like when somebody is lost at sea, they wait a certain amount of time, and then they finally say, okay, we're declaring him dead. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what's weird? It's like this Ruth girl, right? Why wouldn't she just lie and say that she did hear Thomas Lynn Bradford? I know. That's, um... I mean, I think it's very very admirable to be honest like that. I think that um, people like Thomas Lynn Bradford and Ruth Moran, I just... They they weren't trying to pull, pull a hoax. They weren't charlatans. They really were just seekers. They really just wanted to find proof. Huh. But you say, you, you said in that thing I read, you set him up as being the guy who knows, the guy who found proof. Were you just being colorful when you wrote that? No, I mean, the well, I, he knows in that he's dead now. The, the oh, I see. Dead people know. <laughs> <laughs> so this isn't really like a knowing problem. It's a, it's, a, it's a journalism problem. It's a reporting problem. Billions of people know. They just can't get the answer back to us. Huh. Okay, that brings me to my last question. In your book, Spook, and the dedications, you say, to my parents, wherever they are or aren't. At this point, after writing this book, are you willing to say that they are somewhere or that they aren't? If I had to put my money on it, seriously, if, if, my, if, if a great deal was at stake and I had to decide one way or the other, I would put my money on they aren't anywhere. But that's really depressing, and I don't want to have to put my money on it. Yeah. And I don't like to be the sort of person who even says that because, you know, my mother believed. My mother absolutely had faith that when she died, she was going to heaven. And even if she's wrong, she doesn't know she's wrong. So she went through her whole life with a calmness and a peace of mind that I'll never have. The people who believe win. The skeptics lose. Give me that old-fashioned morphine. Give me that old-fashioned morphine. Give me that old-fashioned morphine. That's good enough for me. Well, it's good enough for my grandpa. Thanks to Mary Roach, author of the book Spook and many others. More about her on our website. Radio Lab is supported by the Sloan Foundation, the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, and the National Science Foundation. Sister, don't go away, sister. Don't go away, sister. Don't go.
On Notes from America, we have conversations with people across the country about how we can truly become the nation that we claim to be. Each week, we talk about race, our politics, education, relationships, usually all of them, because everything's connected. And you, our listeners, are at the center of those conversations. I'm Kai Wright. Join me on Notes from America, wherever you get your podcasts.